You know, people are trusting you with one of the largest financial decisions and being able to get an individual to feel like you truly have their best interests at heart and you are going to go above and beyond and you're going to be there and you're going to get it done um, to me has been monumental. And I don't even really think it's a secret sauce, but, you know, just taking the time to understand and listening to understand, not, you know, listening to respond is is so crucial and so important you know you buy from people that you like so I always try to find that solid connection um, and and just make a difference and prove to people that I care you know anyone can tell you they're the best but being able to prove you're the best through actions is extremely important You're listening to Batting 1000 with Dale Vermillion, where heavy hitters from mortgage, real estate, and business share their secrets for lasting success. With your host, award-winning sales strategist and industry icon, Dale Vermillion. All right, welcome to Batting 1000. This is the podcast where we talk to the heavy hitters in the mortgage and real estate business, and I have got an absolute uh, delight for you guys today. I am with a dear old friend, uh, someone I've known for 11 years. I've got Kara Whitman here with her today, and Kara is uh, the first loan officer we've had on Batting 1000, and sh- the reason is she is, as I like to call her, the legend. She is the legend in the mortgage business. Kara has been 11 years in the business. She has been in the Scott Guy top 1% uh, of producers since 2016, every single year. Uh, this is a lady who's done almost 700 loans in a year. Uh, this is someone who started in the consumer direct business and uh, took leads, took lending tree leads and those kind of things. And she has built that into a monster business with thousands and thousands of customers in her database, realtor referrals. She's just done it all. Kara, it is so fun to have you on Batting a Thousand. Welcome. Well, it's an honor to have you here. Um, you know, it, it's it's fun for me because I met you when you started brand new in the business way back uh, 11 years ago, uh, have known you ever since and just seen how your career has just blossomed. And I remember, I remember talking to your manager and saying, that one right there, I am telling you, look out. She is going to rule the world. And man, you have. You have just crushed the mortgage market for a long, long time. Uh, I can't wait to share some of the principles and some of the things you do. But here's what I want to do first. You have a personal mission statement on your website that I absolutely loved. I want to share it with the audience because I don't see this from loan officers. You took the step to do this. And here's what it says verbatim. My ultimate goal is to truly help people achieve both financial and personal goals they never dreamed possible. I do this through my strong work ethic, which I've never seen one that's stronger, dedication, and bubbly personality. And you're going to find out she has just all three of those things in spades. Um, I believe in providing exceptional customer service while making the process as simple and easy as possible. I also believe it is extremely important to establish a trusting relationship with all my clients. We will put together the right mortgage strategy tailored to each individual situation. The greatest feeling in the world is helping others achieve financial freedom. And luckily, I'm able to accomplish every single day of my career. That is an others first mindset if I've ever heard of one. Kara, I love that. Let's just talk about that. Tell, Just take that deeper for us. Help us understand what in the world have you been doing to be a, you know, 
number 40 in the country loan officer, uh, one, of, one of the most powerful women in the nation when it comes to that, and just somebody who's been amazing. Thank you so much, Dale. Yeah, I others first is extremely important to me. You know, I think uh, my clients are my world, my life, and I care and I love what I do. And I'm lucky to be able to have landed in the mortgage industry. That was a little bit of a surprise to begin with and meet new people every single day, help new people every single day. It's it's so special to me. And I care about my clients. You know, it's really my goal to streamline the mortgage maze and simplify it. Let's make it as fun as possible. I want every single client to feel like they are my only client and they are my number one priority. So through collaboration, through trust, through being responsive, being respectful to breaking things down and really taking the time to get to know someone, you know, and, and take it a little bit deeper to a personal level. Level and figure out exactly what their situation is. You know, I, I think going above and beyond and that extra mile just to peel back the layers of an onion, so to speak, is so important. And people remember that, right? And on every single call, I want people to remember me. So I want to be different and I want to be happy and excited and make this, you know, endless supply of mortgage money, which I like to say that I have. I want to make it a tangible object and it's hard, right? So if you can feel that through the phone, through the tone, through our conversation and feel empowered and inspired and hopeful, you know, there's a, it's a, finances are stressful, right? And we're embarrassed now more so than ever with everything going on. So being able to provide that safe space where someone can truly open up and, you know, provide guidance to uh, someone's life, you know, their whole family and just make things a little bit easier. It, it's literally been a dream come true. I, I there were, th that's a golden mic moment right there in what you just surmised. I love that. And I, I want to unpack a bunch of those elements, but let's start with this because this is what I like the most. All right. 2023 and 2022, obviously different years than 2020 and 2021, yes. when all you had to do is pick up the phone and everybody wanted those rates and everybody wanted a mortgage. And it was pretty easy. You got to work hard at it in 2022 and 2023. And, you know, the one thing that I've seen more than anything is I've traveled all over the country um, in the last couple of years and spoke to, you know, tens of thousands of loan officers across the nation is, I see this permeating attitude of just kind of pessimism and people being down and and people, you know, losing hope. And you said a moment ago, you know, having hope and making sure that we are inspired is really important. And then I get you on the show and here we go. I knew this would happen. Carol lights up the room. You're happy as a clam. You don't care about what rates are doing. You're just like, no, 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 we're going to make a bunch of money. I want to start with that. How do you keep this dynamic, outgoing, positive personality in a marketplace where a lot of loan officers are thinking the world's coming to an end? Talk about that. Great question. Well, you know, a wise one once told me, don't try to control the uncontrollables. You know who that was? <laughs> I don't know who was that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're chatting with you right now, the one and only. <laughs> 
Um, you know, I am so grateful for everything that I have. And if you, uh, you know, there got to a point last year where I would tell my clients, turn off the news. Like it is so daunting and so scary and they are invoking so much fear and fear is just a four letter word. That's it. And, uh, you know, we, if, if you get stuck in this negative trap, it's, it's just bad, 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 bad. And it's so easy to find, you know, through all of the distractions. So if you can train yourself to focus on the positive, you know, people are always going to need mortgages, right? We're always going to need to, um, there's always a need for buying a new home, whether it's for more space or downsizing or location, or, I mean, there's a, there's so many different reasons or refinancing, you know, there, there's so much positive in the world that we just have to focus on the positive. You have to start your day off on the right foot. I believe mindset is so important and find what works for you. You know, everyone is very different. I would like to say, I really try to see the good in everything, right? Even if it's not a a good situation, but just being happy and positive and fulfilled and focusing on the right things has made a really, really big difference. You know, you, you can't get bogged down on all of the noise. Great advice. In fact, um, I would recommend what you just said about shutting off the news. If you're a loan officer, you need to listen to that advice too. You need to get out all the negativity. There's so much positivity out there. Focus on the things that matter. It's going to make a big difference. No question about it. So, so let's, let's kind of unpack the things that you do. I, I know that people listening today will want to know, how do you sustain? I mean, even even last year in 2022, how many units did you close in 2022? 2022, I did 658, I believe, or okay. 58, 642 the prior year. Okay. So we're talking about 50 plus loans a month. Tell, tell, tell me, what are you doing to generate those opportunities? Because, you know, as you unpack the sales process, as you know, it begins with, you know, first you got to get the opportunities in the door that you got to talk to. Then you've got to make sure you convert those and maximize those opportunities. And then it's the follow-up process. And I want to talk about those three things with you. And I want to get in a little bit by the end about kind of your routine and what you use as a routine. But let's start with the first one, which is in today's marketplace, how would how would loan officers go about trying to you know, develop a database and create enough lead opportunities to succeed in a big way? Talk about that. Good question. So I um, don't do this all on my own. You know, I have an amazing team. I love my team. I need to tell them more often that I love them. Um, I, I do do a lot on my own and I'm definitely, uh, you know, on the phone all day, every day and in the most forward facing to the client as possible. But I think there's this uh, almost like unspoken expectation that I am, you know, very demanding without being demeaning. And, uh, you know, I have very, very high standards. It's never enough. The sky is the limit and we have to keep going and we want every single one. So, uh, you know, breaking down, um, every single deal and every single client and taking the time, you know, uh, to have that quality conversation and make that quality difference and impact is really, really important to me. Right. Uh, so 
you, you have to start by making that first impression and building that bond with each and every single client, right? Getting them into the door, drawing them to you um, and being different, you know, and getting them to re- remember you. I think that's huge, right? Because now in this industry, it's more competitive than it's ever been, right? So you have to be different um, and, you know, you've got to get them in the door. So I would like to say I'm really, really good at that. And that has been uh, a game changer for me. And then after you initiate that sale, you you can't just, you know, uh, say you're done, right? You have to follow up and you have to follow through. And I always try to put myself in my client's shoes, right? If I am helping someone make the largest financial decision that they're arguably going to be making in their entire life, uh, I need a go-to person. I need a reliable person. I need an educated, knowledgeable individual who is going to advocate for me. And, you know, I want it to feel like it is a team, right? It's not like you do exactly what I say. We're going to work on this together and we're going to make it to the finish line as quickly and easily as we possibly can. No excuse. And that is 100% my mentality. So I do have different touch points and milestones where um, I will personally follow up. Um, You know, I, I rely heavily on my team members. I can't do all of this on my own for the kind of numbers that I'm going to be happy with. So um, having the right people on your team and being able to count on them is huge Um, because I I do think those touch points and that follow through and that follow up and that reassurance is is a critical piece of the entire process. Awesome. You just said something that I absolutely, one of my favorite quotes, you said, be demanding without being demeaning. Uh, it's interesting. I just did a leadership session with a bunch of leaders, and I actually used that quote. Uh, and I was using Kevin O'Connell, who is the uh, the new head coach this year of the Minnesota Vikings. You know, I've been yep. a Vikings fan my whole life. Yes. And he came in and just changed that organization, turned it around overnight. And and that was one of the, the key things that I was talking about that he utilizes as a principle is that demanding without demeaning. And, and I think it's really interesting that you say that, Kara, because I think today a lot of people think, well, I don't want accountability. I, I want autonomy. I, I don't want to be demanded to do things because I just want to do the way I want. And if you're going to have an excellent business and you're going to have an excellent relationship with your customers, you've got to be demanding and you've got to be on top of your game. And I love the fact that you're building that mindset with your team that we are going to be of absolute excellence across the board when we do everything. So talk a little bit about the structure of your team and how you use them to be able to hit the kind of volume. Because one of the things you said that I really want to unpack that was probably shocking to a lot of the people listening to this is when we talk about the volume of loans that you've done, and yet Never once did you say you rush. You said the opposite. I take my time with my customers. I get to know my customers. I dig in. All of the things that we teach have taught at Mortgage Championships the day I met you 11 years ago. And and, and I love that you, you stand for relationship and you stand for doing it right the first time instead of doing it three or four more times because you did it wrong the first time. Talk a little about your team structure, how you work with your team to be able to give that you know world-class experience to the customer and still balance your life within that. Yeah, great question. So I am here for the long game. I am not a transactional originator. I am 100% a relationship, uh, you know, originator. And that is what 
makes my job so fulfilling. Like that's why I'm so passionate about it, right? Is that I get to meet awesome people every single day and truly impact their life. So um, I, I think you have to take your time and you have to slow down. Granted, I mean, yes, it, it does take up more time, but I thoroughly enjoy it. You know, I can honestly say I come to work every single day and I'm excited to come to work every single day. And I think that makes a really big different difference. You know, people can can feel the passion um, through our conversations. So uh, our our team structure, um, you know, I, I have someone who helps me a little bit with marketing that is fairly newer. I'm trying to get into um, this uh, social media is game. I people call me a boomer all the time. I'm not really a boomer, but I'm a little bit more old school. So I'm trying to get into this this marketing stuff a little bit better. I have um, an assistant who does a ton of behind the scenes work. He does a ton of nurturing past clients. Uh, I will almost always take an application over the phone and, you know, pull credit and pitch options. I think me having a conversation and really feeling out a situation and understanding a situation and knowing what questions to ask and what not to ask and what potential issues may or may not arise, like that is my specialty, um, I would like to say. So I really like to do that completely by myself. I'm very stubborn in that way. And then, um, you know, we, we seal the deal and then we bring in um, one of my processors who are the document document specialist, right? Um, I'm always going to prep the document so there's no surprises and set clear and, and concise expectations. But I do have someone who is going to follow up with uh, the process side of things. And, um, you know, I, I've been here so long. I know all of the underwriters and we have a very, very open line of communication. You know, we underwrite files to approve files, not to deny files. So if there is like a little bit of a more tricky situation, so to speak, let's work together. Let's put our heads together. Like we all have the same end goal. Let's make this happen. And, uh, you know, so there's an open line of communication, there's collaboration there. And then, um, you know, my, my own, uh, loan closer, my loan closer, Closer is going to come in if there is a rush purchase or if we need to close this particular loan over the weekend or if we need to do a hybrid closing, there's something special going on. I mean, you you would think that closing is the easy part. And I mean, yes, most of the time it is the easy part, but there are a lot of different situations. You know, if a borrower is last week, I had a borrower getting ready to, to fly out of the country and I was like, listen, we have to close this loan today. And it was a holiday and we got it done. So just having wow. those team members that will really are willing to go above and beyond. And they're like, Kara, whatever you need me to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm very cautious not to abuse those privileges, right? I mean, I um, we, we don't want to call in a favor on every single file. No, but if, if you know, there is a circumstance and something that we, we do need to do, um, like, you know, having that team effort with the same end goal in mind, like whatever it takes to close every single loan and as quickly and easily as possible. Again, like no excuses that that is my mentality and being on the same page and knowing each other's styles. And, you know, I'm also not afraid to jump in a file, which I think is very unique as well. Like if something is going a little bit sideways and I need to get us back on the the, the railroad track, so to speak, like I will jump in. I mean, my team knows if something is going a little sideways, hey, call Kara. And if we don't tell her about this and something bad happens, she is not going to be happy. <laughs> so uh, I think that's really special though. You know, um, I'm yeah. here to help. We're a team. We're in this together. Like, let's make it happen. Um, so it's really special. 
You know, let me let me just comment on a few things that you said there that I thought were really important for people to hear. And the first thing is you said you take every application by telephone. One of my pet peeves of today's market is the link pushing mindset that I see with so many loan officers today where they don't even talk to their borrowers. It's let me send you a link. Let, let me let you fill it out on yourself. And then I'll call you up and I'll offer you a deal. Now, wait a minute. There's a problem with that. First off, you don't even understand their situation. So you can't solve what you don't understand. Number one. Number two you have no relationship with that borrower whatsoever. All you are is selling a loan. You're like, you're like the F&I guy at, a, at an auto dealership where they're, they're bringing you into the office and he's going to try to just, or she's going to try to just take you through the numbers. And you're like, you know, you're pushing back as a consumer, like, I don't really like this too much because there's never been that personal connection. You do the opposite. As busy as you are, you put your priorities on your relationships with your borrowers because you understand that number one, that customer is wanting Kara Whitman when she works with the Kara Whitman team. She's not wanting somebody else. She's wanting to work with you or he's wanting to work with you in that process. Secondarily, you're the best at identifying what those opportunities are, building that relationship, cementing that deal. I, I love how you talked about that and the importance of that and the key, that being a key part of what you do. And then just the way you've defined both the structure of your team and your sales process. You guys have it down to an absolute design, it sounds like, where everybody knows and understands their roles and responsibilities. Everybody works towards the good of getting that customer done. And I love when you said, don't make everything a five alarm fire. You know, don't call in your favors all the time. That's a common mistake that I see where, you know, loan officers are screaming five alarm fire every single deal. And finally, operations gets deaf to it because they're like, it's always a five alarm fire with you. You really pick your shots carefully. I think that's really important and critical. Anything you want to add to any of that? Um, prioritizing, I think, is huge. That is critical. You know, I um, I definitely have a very, very strong work ethic. I think I am almost borderline workaholic in some aspects. And so, <laughs> I don't think there's being, a question about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, being able to prioritize is huge, and that's crucial. I mean, I'm never going to get every single thing done in one day that I need yeah. to. So I would like to say I'm very good at time management and prioritization, and that has made me... Um, I believe very, very special. And, you know, there are some days I'm a better mom. There are some days I'm a better originator. I don't think it's ever going to be a perfect balance, but you have to do your best. And uh, so that um, I think I've really been able to master and it didn't happen overnight. You know, it, it has taken a, a very, very long time. But one thing that I, I have done that I used to struggle with is I was really bad about setting boundaries and I would bring yeah. work home with me. And, you know, I, I was exhausted. I was burned out. I was not happy. And it really was starting to affect my personal relationships. And it was bothering me. And uh, so we, I knew I had to make a change. And it was not easy. It did not happen overnight. But I think something that has been a crucial or, or pivotal, pivotal change has been really being able to set those boundaries where um, I, I, I really draw that line, you know, to be present in my personal relationships, in my kids' life, you know, and to be present and focus on that. Um, but then when I'm working, I'm working. So just to be present and, and really try to hold those boundaries as best as possible has made a world of a difference. And I'm more energized in both faucets of my life. And that has paid huge, huge, huge dividends. 
That right there was gold. You just blessed everybody watching this podcast with that <laughs> statement because you know what? I think a lot of people struggle with this. I think most people struggle with this is, can you be a hugely successful person in business and still balance your life? And you prove that you can, it can be done. And, and you know, you said something earlier, you said a key word there, presence, presence with your children, presence with your spouse, presence when you're at work, like being there and working, not, not being there and chatting about what happened over the weekend or wasting time on things that don't matter, but setting priorities in everything that you do, creating that balance within life is absolutely critical because that's why you have so much joy and still have, have developed such an incredible career, have been very successful, I'm sure financially, as well as in everything else you've done, because you only get one shot at this life. And those kids only grow up one time. You don't get that back once you miss it. So I love the fact that you talked about it. Talk a little bit about, if you would, give us a little bit more specifics on how you prioritize and what does that look like? You said, you're, I'm an expert at time management. I'd love you to share a little bit of what you do to create that really, really solid schedule? Good question. So I'm very, very good at time management, but I don't have like a rigid um, schedule that I like time block, so to speak. Right. I mean, I have things being thrown at me all day, every day. So um, I, I, there's not a secret, you know, um, I, I wake up every single morning and my mornings are my time with my kids. And usually there's not too much going on first thing in the morning. So that is, it's just my time with my kids. You know, I made a promise to myself. I am going to be a present mom in my kid's life, but I'm also going to be a rock star, career oriented, um, person. And it, it, it really has inspired me and motivated me to prove that you can be a very, very powerful powerful um, loan officer, especially as a female, which I think is sometimes a little bit harder and be, uh, you know, a a successful mom as well. And it has been very, very hard. I don't want to shed any light, you know, um, say it's easy. Um, It's hard, but it is 1000% possible. And being able to prove that to others and be a role model is something that has, it's really been one of my missions. And uh, so in my morning times are with my kids. Uh, normally there's no emergencies going on. And, you know, I prioritize prospecting. You know, I have certain calls every single day that I have to make to bring business in the door because at the end of the day, that is what is most important is to bring business in the door. So that is, um, you know, very, very early on once I log into work um, and then we're, we're tackling issues that come in and I'm very good at shifting from like doing one thing to something completely different. You know, that transition phase when we need to make a pipeline issue call to a prospecting call, to a follow-up call, to a realtor call. Like I can just go back to back to back to back to back to talk about, you know, apples and then oranges and then chocolate and then bananas. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm very good at like, I've, I've had so many of these conversations that like just hit it with me. Like I don't need to prep for it, which obviously doesn't happen over time. Right. But, um, uh, and, and I'm just like knocking things off of the to-do list. And by the time I log into work, I already have a lot of things that I have to do, which um, is to me, uh, it makes me get through it faster, right? If I come into work with only a few things to do, I, I'm going to take my time. But if I come into work already with fire alarms, like we got to put those out now. So, uh, <laughs> um, yes. So, 
you, you, again, you said so many things that I loved in there. You talked about a concept I've, I've talked about forever. Sell early, sell often. Prioritizing your prospect calls in the morning. 11 years you've been doing this. You've got a huge database. You've got a huge following of realtors. And yet, you still take time every single day to prioritize, to make new calls, to get out there, build new relationships with, with new referral sources, because you just never know. You have markets like this, where all of a sudden the rates change, the, the carpet gets pulled out from underneath you. And if you're sitting there with no prospects, you're in trouble in the marketplace. And you have really market-proofed yourself from that. And you're living with a priority mindset. What I heard you say there was everything you're doing is based on priority. Kids come first. Family comes first. You're starting your day right. You're, you're not watching the news. You're not getting any negativity in. You're, you're coming in excited, ready to go. And I love when you said, I love having a lot of things on my calendar. That is so true. I, you know, it's funny because when you said that, it kind of hit me oh, that's what I've done for 40 years. This is my 40th year in the business. And I'm one of those people like put more in my calendar because then I'm moving fast all day long. If there's gaps, I might get a little bit lazy. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's true. So I think it's a good lesson for people to understand is you've got to force yourself into productivity. You, you, you've got to force yourself into behaviors and priorities that make you work through those things. So I think that's just so fun. So if I were to ask you this question, all right, what do you think of, of all of the things that you do, what is kind of the the one thing that you think is the thing that is most important in your success in working with customers that has been the driver to everything else? It, maybe it's a strategy, maybe it's a philosophy, but what is what if, if I were to say, what's your secret sauce, Kara, what would that be? You know, I really think it has to be establishing that trust foundation, that foundational trust aspect. You know, people are trusting you with one of the largest financial decisions and being able to get an individual to feel like you truly have their best interests at heart and you are going to go above and beyond and you're going to be there and you're going to get it done, um, to me has been monumental. And I don't even really think it's a secret sauce, but, you know, just taking yeah. the time to understand and listening to understand, not, you know, listening to respond is is so crucial and so important. You know, you buy from people that you like. So I always try to find that solid connection um, and, and just make a difference and prove to people that I care. You know, anyone can tell you they're the best, but being able to prove you're the best through actions is extremely important. Awesome. Um, I, th I think when you say it's not secret sauce, I think it actually is. And I'll tell you why I think it actually is. Because I, I meet way too many loan officers who forget about the importance of that personal relationship and connection and that this is the biggest financial decision people ever make. The fact that you have maintained that thought process through all of these years, actually, Kara, is so unique and so mind-blowing to me. Because what I think a lot of times happens to people in sales is, we sell for a long enough time that we kind of lose sight of what we're really of what we really are doing in our purpose. And that every day, especially in the mortgage business, and and you know, you and I have talked about this many times over the years, 
there is no bigger financial decision. And we are making a massive impact on people every single time we get on the phone. And I know for me and I know for you and I know for a lot of top producers that I've known over the years, we keep reminding ourselves of that every day. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning is today I can change another life or 10 more lives or a thousand more lives or whatever it is. And you have that same mindset. I think for everybody watching this podcast, what you just said is so monumentally important that we've got to get back to that trust level because what technology specifically has done to the mortgage industry is it's forced a lot of people into everything's text messaging, emailing, and uh, online applications. And you know we've lost sight of that personal conversation where we're listening to people. There was a recent quote. I've been using a lot from Stephen Covey. He says, you know, the problem with today's communication is we listen to reply instead of listening to understand. And and we really should be listening to understand. And you are exceptional at that. Um, you know, I've had the great privilege over the years. You know, we worked together so many years before um, that I've heard you on the phone. I've, I've seen how you interact with your customers. I know the, the level of relationship you build with them and how much time you take with them to really understand their situation. And for anybody listening today, if you're wondering why your sales are going south, the question I would ask yourself is this question what are my relationships like? You know, I, I used an example last week here. You're going to love this one. I was talking to a, a guy who was a manager of a bunch of loan officers. And he said, well, how do you know if your loan officer really has the right connection or relationship? I said, well, here's the question. Call up the customer and ask him, would you let that loan officer babysit your kids? <laughs> if, yeah, that's a good one. If the answer is yes, they did an incredible job. If the answer is like, not in a million years, we got a problem. Uh, so it really is building out that right mindset of trust to, to really build it. Any final thoughts on, let's talk about 2023 for a minute, okay? I, I believe absolutely 2023 is going to be an incredible year. Uh, every, the, the stars are aligning again. We're starting to see everything move in the right direction. Inventory is starting to improve. Inflation numbers are better. Rates are starting to drop a little bit. Activity is going to be greater. Uh, we're seeing you know less buyers in the market, which is actually good, so more people can actually buy homes. Uh, it's a better time for consumers right now. I think we're going to see rates continue to, to drop down the rest of the year. And I think we're going to have another nice refinance market at the end of this year in 2024. I just think there's huge opportunity. Tell me from your perspective, what, what are you thinking going into 2023 are the key things that you're going to do to generate tons of business and just continue to be a top producer in the nation? Great question. We're going to keep bulldozing mortgages. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I uh, I have not been a huge goal setter. Um, I think it's never enough and the sky is the limit. And, you know, maybe that's a little bit more of a unique mindset or, or thought process to have. But I, I really, truly feel that if you set the right habits and you have a an established routine and you are self-disciplined, uh, that is way more important. You know, one of the things that I love about this industry is being able to literally just keep breaking records and not even intentionally trying to by setting goals that I need to break a record. You know, every single day I'm going to show up to work. I have my routines established. I have my discipline. I have my habits that I'm very, very stubborn about, like a certain, uh, you know, couple of habits that I do, uh, like building trusting relationships. I mean, that is the core of this 
business that has paid huge dividends for me, you know, naturally and organically going to being a completely, um, you know, repeat client referral business. I have partnerships all across the country. I mean, I just had a, um, a, one, a realtor call me the other day. She's like, Kara, you're coming to this closing out in Texas, right? And we've done so many closings together and I've never been to the closing with her. And I'm like, I got to, I, you know, I, um, I, I need to come to a closing. So I, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep going. I think we are past the worst of the market, even though it honestly wasn't even that bad. It was like 2019, you know, um, we tend to forget that because we just came off of record breaking, uh, you know, levels and, and markets and so on and so forth. So I'm going to keep going. I'm super excited. I, um, you know, I'm going to do my best every single day, show up every single day. There is a lot of optimism out there. I think, uh, you know, we are going to have more opportunity than we've ever had. I think we just have to execute. Like these days you have to execute and you cannot get away with taking shortcuts or being lazy. And, uh, you know, luckily I, I think I'm pretty good at that when other loan officers do, you know, get stuck into like a little bit of, um, you know, maybe a little bit of a different mentality coming off of record breaking years, but you have to execute. You have to be on your A game. Competition is stiff. Um, I think nurturing all of the relationships with all of my partnerships across the entire country, you know, those are real relationships. Those are not like, Hey, like, let's just do a transaction together. You know, I love the personal touch because I think it makes that much more fulfilling and those things do take time, but they're so, uh, it, it's so prosperous. So I think that is extremely, um, important to me and I'm really excited to see what the future has in store. You know, I, I, I love what I do. I'm so passionate about it and, uh, let's keep going. You know, if the market improves a little bit, like that's just the, the icing on the cake. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I just love your excitement and your joy, it just spills out of you. It's just so cool. And you just said my four favorite words, Kara, that I think define oh, no. success in this business. No, you did. You said all four of them. Habits, having the right habits, routine, building a powerful routine, discipline, being disciplined in that process, and execution. Execution is always so key. Um, now, I want to touch on one more thing, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. Uh, you mentioned nurturing your customers, and we, we talked about this before the podcast that, you know, you mentioned that one of the important things is staying in contact with your customers after the sale happens and then after the loan closes. Again, another common mistake that I see with loan officers where they rely on the technology to do that. They don't do it themselves and have that personal touch. So share a little bit of what you do to stay in touch with people and maintain those relationships and nurture them for many years to come. Great question. Um, it has always been really, really important to me to make a really good first impression and to be that first point of contact um, that's very, very powerful. And then I'm going to take a little bit more time to set proper expectations, uh, you know, as we go through the process. And then every single funding or closed loan, I want to be the very last person that you talk to as well. So I want to, I'm very stubborn at like, I'm the first and the last, right? And I want to create those solid impressions that you are going to remember me. And when anyone thinks about a house or a mortgage or 
you know, whatever it may be, I want my, me to pop into their head. So um, every single closed loan, I make it a point to call and ask for feedback. You know, um, I'm not naive. I mean, I think I'm very good at what I do, but I'm never perfect, right? And I want to keep learning. And one thing about the mortgage industry is that it's always changing and we have to be open to change. We have to adapt to change. And so the best way to do that is to ask for feedback from your clients. I want to know the good, the bad, the ugly. So uh, I, I, I spend a little bit more time, a lot more time up front. I will always be the last phone call. I always ask for feedback. Um, I think that is, that's crucial, right? Just those, uh, those touch points and uh, those lasting impacts or impressions. And, you know, there's, there's certain milestones that I have that I reach out to clients every, uh, you know, a couple times a year, every single one. And I'm very stubborn about that. I am, uh, I'm not a texter. I mean, I'll text, right? But at the end of the day, like if, you know, things are um, cultivated more through a phone call conversation. So I pick up the phone and I call. Um, Yes, I'll text. Yes, I'll email. But I think it's so much more meaningful to have a conversation over the phone. So that, um, you know, to me is, is very, very important. Amen. Man, I love that. And, you know, you hear so many people today, well, that's not what people want. That is not true. People want to talk to their loan officer. They want an advisor who cares about them. They want somebody who is staying in contact with them, checking in on them. It's a massive decision. They need that benefit of that person. Well, this has been delightful. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the last question. I ask every one of my guests, um, and, and it's this. You know, I, I am a firm believer that we only become successful in this business when we work in mentorships and we have other people that can hold us accountable, and 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 we we take the knowledge and wisdom of other people to help us succeed. I think a lot of times people think they just can be successful on their own, and you can't. And and I've heard some great stories from many of my guests from about mentorships they've had who have been. Some some people in your life that have mentored you and, and what has that meant to you and how important do you think having mentors is to success? It's it's everything. You know, I, I came into the mortgage industry as a baby and I really looked up to my manager a lot to provide guidance and to tell me what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing, what is what are the right habits? What are the wrong habits? And I will always remember that, uh, you know, my manager used to compare me to the top loan officer and the top originator. He was a seasoned veteran loan officer. All of our metrics, every single metric, every, you know, meeting that we had, which was very frequently, you know, we would compare and go down the checklist. And at the time I was like, this is not fair. Like, why are we doing this? And looking back, what I realized is that he all the potential. And I am so grateful. Uh, you know, I think I, I wouldn't be where I am today if, if that hadn't had happened because I didn't know any better. Right. And I trusted him and I followed the guidance and have found so much untapped potential that I didn't even realize existed. So to me, uh, I, I mean, that has been monumental. I, now in my career, I, I've mentored hundreds of loan officers and I love it. It's so fulfilling. And I think 
equally as a mentor as well as a mentee like it's a win-win you know just a few weeks ago I uh, we were doing call reviews and we were listening to phone calls and um, someone mentioned Kara do you realize that you don't just say home you say beautiful home every single day (laughs) and or every single time and I literally had no idea I even did that because it's so subconscious you know you just do it Um, and it's a nice reminder to get you back to the basics back to the fundamentals, you know, to make this intangible object tangible and help paint this picture, right? And make it fun and happy and exciting and beautiful. Uh, and and it, I, I love that um, that open, you know, because we, we just sometimes when we've been doing this for so long, it's um, you don't even realize that you're doing certain things that make all the difference in the world. So it's a nice reminder as a mentor. Um, you know, I love being able to inspire others and being a role model. I mean, yeah, it is a tough industry and it is not for everyone. Don't get me wrong. Um, but if you truly enjoy it, like I love it and I want others to know that it doesn't have to be daunting. It doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to be grueling. Like, Let's make it fun and exciting and happy and, you know, develop a strategy and a style that works. Um, and if you can enjoy it, I mean, I, I am so grateful for everything the mortgage industry has done for me. And um, it, it really has been a dream come true. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. I'm assuming you were talking about Josh Hankins, by the way. I was talking about good old Josh Hankins. <laughs> good old Josh. So one, one guy that I just love to death, a friend of both of ours, and just a great, great leader and great man. Uh, that's really fun. It's fun to hear the stories that uh, and the impact that mentors have on people because it, it gives us hopefully motivation that we all want to go mentor other people and help them to be successful in their lives too. So I appreciate you sharing that. Any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up, Kara? Thank you so much for having me, Dale. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, you know, I have so much gratitude for you as well, because I also don't think that I would be where I am today without you. You know, you have trained me on selling benefit and not selling rate and building that trusting relationship and making this uh, making this a career for me, you know, early in my career, I was like, there is no way I can grind and hustle for the rest of my life and do this. And now I'm like, what else would I ever do? And so it, uh, it had, you know, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And you've really taught me the right habits, the right discipline, the right thing to do, you know, to care. And even though technology is amazing, it can never, ever replace the personal touch. And I love the personal touch. I love meeting new people and And, you know, you have given me so much mortgage wisdom and knowledge and expertise and strategies. Uh, I mean, I I, I thank you so much, like all of the trainings that you have done for me throughout my entire career and just being able to implement that and execute on that um, has has been, you know, pivotal. I mean, it's, it's everything. So thank you so much. Well, that's so kind of you to say. Thank you for saying that. 
it's been a it's been a privilege, man. From the day I met you, I knew you were going to be a killer, and you are. And uh, not only that, but you're just a really, really incredible human being. And honored to know you. Glad to call you friend, and so glad to have you on the podcast. This, this has been an absolute delight. I've had a ball hanging out with you. We'll do this again. You need to start your own podcast, by the way. <laughs> you, you'd be a great podcaster. I think I think you need to consider that as one of your marketing approaches for 2023. That'd be a fun thing to see. And if you do, you better call me and invite me on because I want to be on your show. I will. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> okay. Well, Kara, thank you for being here. God bless you. Hey, thanks, everybody, for joining in today. Great, great session today with Kara Whitman. I'm sure you got so much out of it. I know that I did. And if nothing else, I know you're walking out of here and you are inspired um, by just the joy and the motivation and just the enthusiasm uh, that Kara brings and all of these great tips you shared. Uh, we will see you on the next Batting a Thousand, where again, we bring in the heavy hitters in the real estate and mortgage industry. God bless and have a great rest of the month. Batting a Thousand is a production of Mortgage Champions, a company that's been transforming the people who transform companies since 1995. Have a suggested topic or guest? Contact my team on Twitter. That's at Dale Vermillion. Or tweet us using the hashtag Batting1000. That's hashtag Batting1000.